Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Window. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. This is Wilson from F3 Dayton with your weekly QSource topic, where we review a chapter of the QSource while also hearing a classic episode of the 43 Feet podcast featuring Dread and Dark Helmet. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This week's topic from the book is Q1.12, Meeting, the Public Manifestation of Faith. For me, meeting comes very naturally. I've been attending church since before I was born. My grandpa, my mom's dad, was a preacher. This was back in the day when we went to church twice on Sunday and every Wednesday night as well. Then there was the spring and fall revival meetings. Meetings, as practiced back in the 50s and 60s, meant something a bit different than it does today, but the principle is still the same, as Dredd points out, as an initial public display of faith. Dredd has written three main points regarding meeting. First, faith is best accelerated in the company of others. However he seeks answers to the what-what, the high-impact man does not go about it alone. He recognizes that a man who believes in the efficacy of prayer and seeks truth through study must proclaim his allegiance to the promulgator of both. He does this through meeting, the public manifestation of his faith. The high-impact man knows many reasons not to meet, yet he persists in doing so because he also knows that meeting has a purpose of its own that has little to do with his happiness and everything to do with the outcome for which he is responsible as a leader. Second, to leave a legacy, a man must be competent in the practice of his belief system. To be competent in one's faith requires skill, which results from practice, practical application that turns head knowledge into heart knowledge. Meeting, like prayer and study, is a brick in the practice of faith. It is a positive habit that increases a high-impact man's skill. 
Because a virtuous leader lives according to a particular belief system, he regards the acceleration of his faith as a mission essential task, something that must be done competently. Finally, meeting holds the shepherd accountable to the truth. Candor is graciously telling the hard truth and demanding to hear it from others. It is one of the leadership virtues. Without candor, a man cannot be a virtuous leader. Candor is a rare quality because people are hardwired to avoid the adverse consequences that often arise from knowledge of the truth. Leaders will hide the truth from their followers to avoid accountability for their own failures, but also for a less selfish reason, to avoid bringing them pain. Because truth is disruptive, a weak leader will shy away from telling it. He will be less than candid with his followers and justify it with the delusion that he is sparing them out of love. But it's an odd kind of love that leads a man to tell a brother that he is right when his boat is actually capsized. The presence of a high-impact man holds the shepherd accountable to the truth. With that as an overview, here's the substantive portion from a classic episode of the 43 Feet Podcast with Dread and Dark Helmet talking about meeting. And we're just going to move on to the uh, opening. Let's roll it. You want to roll the open now? Roll the opening. All right, roll, roll it. And, and we're, we're back. back. <laughs> You're listening to 43 Feet, a podcast about leadership. We believe that real leading happens out front, but that means you're probably building the next 43 feet of good road for those behind you while you're running the race yourself. My name is Frank Schwartz, known in the gloom of the early morning as Dark Helmet to my F3 brothers, and I'm joined each week by Dave Redding, or Dread, one of the co-founders of F3 Nation. We're going to answer your questions, pontificate wildly, teach leadership, and otherwise attempt to help you navigate the next 43 feet. All right. Thank you. That takes us to the substantive portion. Ever so substantive of portion. Of this podcast. Um, which is this week's. As mentioned, is uh, is meeting. Is meeting, which is the Q112, uh, if you're following along on our idiotic numbering system. If you happen to be. Uh, statement is the public manifestation of faith. That's yeah. what we mean by meeting. The public manifestation of faith. Yeah. Uh, put otherwise, it would be basically going to church, synagogue. Going to church. Yeah. You know, um, I think that what this is really aimed at is a guy who's thinks that he can develop his faith without sure. meeting. Like it can be a solo gig. Right. Which um, in my mind is very similar to the guy who says, I can be in great shape without, you know, just by working out by myself. Yeah, you can do okay. Uh, and, you know, so I want to just raise this funniness. Now I am changing what we did say last week. But I mean, that's okay. Things right? happen, but... That's number you know, five so, if you're... Uh, you know, on Tuesdays, attention. which this happens to be a Tuesday, I mm-hmm. work out with my shield lock, and what we do is 45-minute, uh, what we call a short card, which is basically kettlebell, uh-huh. you know, you don't don't move very far. We do in a parking garage, underneath a parking garage, so it gets warm in there in the summer, but you can run maybe a little bit, maybe no more than a half a mile at a pop, you know? Okay, okay. So we have a little stretch around my building. Here's where we do it. Um, so we've been doing this for about six months, and we've gotten progressively harder. And <laughs> last week, uh, I got in my head that it would be good to try to do it with our uh, go rocks on with our mm, GR uh-huh. ones on, yeah, which we did this morning. And I also did, did that turn out to be a good idea? Yeah, uh, no, it, not really. <laughs> a couple other things we've introduced over time. One of them is um, the asymmetric farmer's carry. 
you know, so you can kettlebell, yeah, yeah. whatever. So yeah, ten in but, his hand, but, thirty-five but Karen, in hand. <laughs> or or something completely different, like a sandbag. Oh, because we got some cinder blocks and some sandbags. Sure. Uh, F threes. Uh, Grizzly runs a workout out of there, and he's a construction guy. Works for yeah, Shote, yeah. so yep. they have a bunch of gear down there. Yeah. Uh, that you can use. So, you know, we it's gotten worse and worse. I mean, about harder and harder. Right, it's only right. forty-five minutes. Heavier but, and heavier yeah, things, and and heavier and heavier things. Different ways to do it. You know, and today we were using the um, using our our uh, GR one. So I've got a thirty pound plate in there. So basically, I'm doing the same thing with thirty pound plate, right? Uh, on it, and uh, I mean, got to the end of this thing, which was like all four of us just kind of fell down, smoked, yeah, just absolutely smoked each other. And uh, to me, the analogy, long with analogy here, is mm-hmm. that's somewhat like meeting. Mm. Yeah. I mean, there there there's a point. So we each lead for a quarter of it. So you each got okay. 11 minutes since there's four of us. And I had us do a, a ruck run about half a mile. We stopped in the middle of it, did you know, did some Merkins in the middle of it, and uh, noticed one of the guys that was really crushing him. Later mm-hmm. on, found out he had way too much weight in his ruck. You know? Oh, really? <laughs> uh, but then at another point, we were doing this asymmetric um, center block kettlebell carry. And I, and it was maybe 800 meters long these loops we were doing mm-hmm. i could not get to the end of it without having to stop well, set it down and set it down the other yeah. guys did not have to and uh i mean if it had been oh there's one last thing one guy made us do he took sandbags and do a um do a bear crawl with a sandbag like pull the like sandbag drag it yeah yeah i hate that. <laughs> i hate that. Yeah. i mean it was horrible yeah and i thought in the midst of it i was just dripping sweat mm-hmm. would i ever do this to myself by myself I don't know about you, but, but I know for me, ain't no way it's going to Never going to do that. No way. Never going to no do way. that. You know, and... I'm going to at least cut corners. I'm going to cheat. I just stop. Yeah. Or I mean, what, I yeah. To, That's what I'm saying. At best, yeah. I'm going to cheat. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm going <laughs> to cheat or do whatever. Well, really what I would do, I think, is I'd plan it, maybe, mm-hmm. like have a winky of sorts or whatever. And then, you know, get partway through it and go, oh, this was too much. This is unreasonable. Modify sure. or whatever. That's far enough. Like, okay, I said I was going to go right. 50 meters with this sandbag twenty-five bear crawl. 25 is good enough. Yeah. Or I'll even throw one more out there and, and say, let's just say, even hypothetically, let's just say you went full comp and yeah. you did it all. Did you do it as fast as you could have with the other guys? That, yeah, right? that's a very that's other very good point yeah. because, you know, really all I was trying to do was not to be DFL'd on, <laughs> on everything. You know, one thing we were doing was doing jump right. ups on one end and running Oof. back to the other end and doing CrossFit burpees. Oof. And uh, we were doing six, sets of six. Uh-huh. And I noticed I moved from the back, and we did, we did it four times. to the. So by the last set, I had actually was nipping at the heels of the leader. And, of course, then I realized we were stacking. So it was a six, seven, eight, nine, ten, uh-huh. and I was just doing sixes. Oh no! <laughs> I was cheating without trying. I didn't oh, yeah. hear him say stack it. You know, you know. So, but yeah. you know. So the end of the day, the point I'm trying to make with this comparison is that's the way meeting is. Yeah, is that you can sit in your den and study the the word or sure. the whatever you study, whatever it is that you're studying. And you can pray to whatever it is you're praying to, and you can try to put all those principles into movement in your own life. But, man, you ain't going to go nowhere near as quickly in that practice of right. your faith as you will if you get other around other men who are practicing it faster and harder than you are. And there's Deeper always believers. somebody. And there's always somebody. And I, you know, 
uh, that was the one thing we kind of said at the end of this workout today. So clearly there's always a deeper level of, of HE double hockey sticks into which we can descend with this thing. Right. I mean, I don't know what we're going to do next, like put, put you know, steel restricting bands around our heads or right. something. I mean, <laughs> Hold this kettlebell under underwater. <laughs> yeah, but, but there's always a heavier bell. There's always yeah. something else you can do that because the other guy's doing it. Right. You'll do it. So for me, on the face side, my personal thing would be uh, doing a downrange mission, you know, overseas sure. mission, which I never would have done. I mean, I never would have done that. I was pushed to do that uh, by guys with deeper faiths. And, of course, mm-hmm. that turned into the Peru thing, which just for F3 has been great. Right. But for me in my personal life, in my faith walk has been great. So uh, that would not have happened solo. It would not have happened if I was going to a church that did not have the same kind of missional zeal that the church I go to goes to. So mm-hmm. I think those are extremely important reasons. And it goes to our first spur, which is faith is best ex- accelerated in the company of others. Now, this is associated with the Socratic of, is there something to be gained through corporate re- leadership? Sure. Or corporate worship, worship rather. Yeah. And that's the answer. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, I mean, you, you will cut through all the BS when you're, when you're meeting with other men and publicly manifesting your faith, and at least in my church, periodically, Agony, our pastor, has you know one of the one of the laymen get up and deliver the sermon, mm-hmm. which will get you quivering and working, and also realizing how hard it is, right? <laughs> how hard it is to do that. That guy right? does a lot of work. Yeah, it's not it's not yeah. as easy as getting up there and saying Jesus is like a tree and his roots are deep. And I mean, you yeah. gotta yeah, you gotta you gotta it. do it right. Yeah. And uh, the other half of that is when you do do that and you go there and you're trying to get accelerated, when you reach out to another man if you're feeling the flux right mm-hmm. once you reach out to another man all that valley goes away you're back on the mountaintop because you're helping because you're helping yeah because okay. you're helping and that's that's a great aspect of uh corporate worship or or accelerating your faith by meeting with others pretty important that second socratic is there any relationship between leadership and attendance at church and the spur for that is to leave a legacy a man must be competent in the practice of his belief system and I'm going to go and um, make another analogy mm-hmm. to to working out because these are arising in my mind now. Sure. Um, as do you, I get to travel a lot mm-hmm. and with F3 and go to different workouts. And you know, um, guys don't know me; they know of me or whatever. Or they you know they know sure. of you and your 47 parody accounts, or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but it's occurred to me yeah. that I can't show up at a workout. You know. That away from my home and be out of shape, right? You got to be up front, brother. <laughs> well, I mean, at least got to be frontish. Yeah, no, yeah. Or be able to hang. I mean, you imagine go to a workout and, uh, oh yeah, you know, and I'm, you go there and they just dust you. Yeah, and you're just this guy in the way like, back, and they're like, wait a second, you're just. I thought he was the guy. Three, first, your first yeah. step is you know terrible. Horrible. You're thirty pounds overweight, and you're just like, yeah, oh, man, you know, it goes up and down. I mean, that's that's no. just not really going to work, right? Well, it's a lack of integrity. Right. It's a lack of it's a lack of integrity. Integrity being, in my mind, the uh, integratedness. The, yeah. The, I the, I want to try to come up with a definition of words integrate, but I guess alignment of what you say and believe. Yeah. And what, and you, what actually you actually do. do. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because you can say fitness is the king and all that stuff, right. and you can believe it. Yeah. But because well, your yeah. discipline, your your guardrails are down, you know, you're 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 fluxing and you're and you can't maintain mm-hmm. it. Right. Yeah. You know, you show up and you're out of you're out of shape. 
Right. Uh, so I think it would be a bad thing for the leader of a, a fitness group to show right. up and not be able to. Well, it's kind of like you were talking about in the mixed egg, right? I mean, you that's know, right. Like a, if you can say whatever sure. you want, but right. if you're living another way. Yeah. And I'm not really saying, because it's impossible anyway. Uh, I mean, I'm 55 and, and I'm not the Hashtag world's greatest active, <laughs> active adult. But I'm not the world's greatest athlete ever anyway. Right. You know, even if I was 25. Yeah. But when I show up at workouts, you know, there's guys that are, you know, smoking. Oh, yeah, sure. You know, and yeah. and what I'm saying is, I, I'm, but I'm accelerating for my age and my, mm-hmm. you know, my athletic, innate and athletic ability, which I'm trying to. Right. Because it's, you know, it's a matter of competence, being able to skillfully perform mission essential tasks. For me, as the Nantan of F3, one of those is uh, fitness, obviously. Right. To be physically fit. Second F. I mean, I've got to be you accelerating have some my friends. And <laughs> well, I've got to be able to accelerate those in through the concentrica, right? Yeah, I mean, it, absolutely. You know, I was like, "Oh, how's your wife doing?" I haven't talked to her in a year. I mean, right. <laughs> kids, uh, kids, fun. Kids, my kids I think they're all, around here somewhere. They're scattered around. <laughs> you know, so. Or I'm making new kids. Oh, you know, right? no. <laughs> thanks for asking. I didn't like the last one. Right, thanks for sweet. asking. Well, I, uh, <laughs> you got any blades? Not any blades. It's just like. Um, it's yeah. too busy for that. You know, yeah. it really wouldn't be It'd be terrible. It would be terrible. There'd be a lack of alignment between what I say, if, what I say, if, what I say, I believe, and what I actually do. Yeah. Uh, but that that comes into the third. I mean, the third F. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously, I'm not claiming to be anybody's pastor or be some kind of theological no you, uh, yeah. genius. And I think I say it enough to like wear it out to yeah. say is I'm dumb as a bag of sand when it comes to that. <laughs> but I do study it. Yeah, oh, yeah. I do study it, and I do pray. I have that discipline. Yeah, and uh, I do go. Uh, to my church every Sunday that I'm in town, yeah, and uh, and and try as best I can to understand the message and to accelerate uh, my faith. Not just the the understanding of it, but the putting of it into practice. Yeah, right. It's not enough of what it can't just be an intellectual pursuit. Yeah, it's got to see you're gonna, you know. That, I think this. I've heard this kind of dispute between Protestants and Catholics when I was first becoming a believer, which was my understanding of it was Protestants would say, well, Catholics have this works thing, you know. It's oh, kind yeah, of sure, Book sure. of James deal, like, you know, you're going to be known faith by your works. works is right? dead, right? Yeah. Faith without works is dead. Whereas Protestants, I don't know, you're, you know, you're saved with salvation and that alone right, is that's enough, it. right? But, you know, I'm kind of in between those two things. I mean, I, I kind of think that uh, that you're, I that you're, Faith, obviously, believing as a Christian mm-hmm. in Christ is what you're is what takes you to takes you to heaven, gets you salvation. Right. But that having happened, coming into a new life, and be well, that, that's going to be reflected in the way you act and the what you do. It's the what what, right? Yes, yeah, I mean, the yeah. what what, right? Yeah. Now that I believe that this is what will happen yeah. when I die, you got to do some things. That impacts the way what I do while I'm alive. Yeah. You know, I, and I, it, of course, it's going to reflect. Well, well and if it doesn't, right? Then what, and then what does it matter what you believe? That's right. And how are you going to get there? I say, like, in my mind, I guess it's possible for me to do that alone in the same way I used to go to the gym by myself with my own little winky and do my little <laughs> weight workout right. and get on the uh, exercise bike or whatever, and I called yeah. that progress. And the way it was, it was just very slow progress. Right. Well, it was slow progress, and, and it, it was, uh, you know, you always talk about there's no such thing as a plateau, but it's it's a way that I would sure. lull myself into complacency, believing that I was making progress, even right. though I was really decelerating. Well, what it was was progress that was 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 extremely susceptible to the flux. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so okay. yeah. an injury or some sort of worldly event that I had a to cold to, morning, well, a cold morning, yeah. right? Whereas you know now, uh, from a workout standpoint, 
you know, well, I woke up yesterday, wanted nothing to do with P2W, but I had to go because I told seven guys I was going to go, <laughs> and then was punished for my right. loyalty. <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> what a great gift. What a great gift, right? I did you what know, I said I was going to do. So from a faith standpoint, you say, okay, I'll, I'll give the sermon, or I'll you know, right. be the greeter, or right. I will... Or just or some. Just, I know I need to show up because some, it ain't about me. Some random guy. You say yeah. I'll be there. You wake up in the morning. You're like, I don't feel like going this morning because oh, what was me? And you're like, I did tell Bob Rando that I would be there. Right. You know, I better go in case. Or he shows even up. you just know that Bob Rando's gonna be there, and you remember the last time you saw Bob Rando. Yeah. That you thought he didn't look so good. He didn't look I so should good. probably get my lazy self out uh, of bed and should. go check on. Him. Right. So yeah. if you're gonna be competent, right, in the practice of your belief system. Um, then you then you got to go. Yeah, and it's only that kind of man who's going to leave a legacy anyway. Yeah, you know that that resounding effect, that resounding impact, um, and it's actually a little easier than you think in my mind. I mean, just bare level competence in the practice of your faith probably puts you in the you oh, know, yeah. top one percent yeah. <laughs> of, of people who, let's face it, are kind of drifting. Sure, you know uh, they are. They may have serious fear of what happens when they die right that hasn't translated into serious deliberate action to try to find out the answer mm -hmm. so if you can find out just a little bit and be able to articulate 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 it just mm -hmm. a little bit i mean you're going to help people and you're going to leave a legacy yeah so that'd be another reason to go and a third socratic is um that our pastors affected by who is sitting in the pews oh yeah our pastors and, and substitute whatever iman or you know yeah, whatever whoever the leader of your yeah but the the shepherd of the flock right, if, right. As it were. so our spur for that is meeting holds the shepherd accountable to the truth so i actually got to preach this uh a little a sermon mm -hmm. for, in my church a couple of weeks ago uh pastor asked me to do that and i um and i talked about this accountability part for the pastor himself and said look i mean um you play to the crowd right I mean, if you're a band and you know sure. you play, you know some old hit and they start clapping, you know you, right. you play something right. they never heard, and they don't clap. You're like, let's go play a hit again. Of course you do, right? Right? You know, if you're get if you're feeling waves of hostility from your words, then you're gonna you're, you're gonna tone that down. You're gonna tone that down. And I think most belief systems are probably similar to Christianity in the sense that there's tenets and doctrines that are difficult. Sure. That's why it's a religion, right? Right. <laughs> Otherwise, we just go do whatever the heck we wanted to do. Yeah. Right. Why not? You know, we you know we'd, uh, we'd run we'd run the world like dogs, and as long as we were you know fat and happy, there'd be no problem. But we're not, so we're called to do things because of free will that we don't want to do to conform ourselves to a, a system system of belief mm -hmm. that requires certain things of us, and and most of those things are not not happy making things. Uh, ultimately, they're joy making things, but not happy making things right. in the short run. They're tough things. Yeah, unfortunately for the pastor, the shepherd, he's the guy who's got to stand up in a room and say that. Yeah. You know, I know everybody wants a picnic, but, right, <laughs> or the chief squirrel. I know everybody yeah. just wants to play in the trees, but we got to put some nuts away, right? Yeah. That's the hard thing. Ah, well, Nobody wants yeah. to hear that. Yeah, who looked at you, chief squirrel, right? Yeah. Nobody wants to do that. Well, you know, he's got to look out there in the crowd. It's not him and the, the 150 knuckleheads, all of us just, you know, waiting to be told what to do. There's got to be leaders out there yeah. in the body, in the in the worship community that are helping him do this. That are, and help comes both actively mm -hmm. in the sense that, you know, what do you need to get done? Let me do that, you know, sure. monetarily, obviously, but also passively in the sense that you're there, physically there, nodding, right. your, nodding your head. 
and he gets to look out and go, all right, well, at least I'm resonating with those guys that I know yeah. and trust as leaders. And, right. And, you know. Right. That, yeah. that he's got this strong, you know, contingency of men and women who are accelerating their faith, who understand that uh, it's sometimes painful, that truth is disruptive, and that is he's obligated to speak it because if he doesn't, he's not doing his job. Mm-hmm. And that, I mean, I'll go up to my pastor after he gives a particularly hard sermon and say, that's good, that's what we needed, thank you. Sure. I want at least one person to it. I notice right. some guys do the same thing. Thanks for doing that. Just the way we at the end of a workout. You know, the Q, yeah. Q smokes us. We're thinking, you know, thanks. Thanks, man. No, I thought well, I was going to throw up. Hashtag thanks, maybe. Right. Yeah, yeah, right. right. No, but truly you do. You, yeah. you go. That's where the T Actually, that's where T Claps came from. Oh, is that right? Yeah, I didn't know if you knew that. But T Claps originally was for the Q to recognize that he put it they, on us. He gave it on, yeah. Yeah, I mean, because you go out there, you know, if a guy goes out there and gives you a half step and workout that doesn't hurt you, well, it's happening. You'll smoke and joke and whatever. And at the end, you might go, oh, you know, but then you, you drive halfway home and you realize it was a waste of time. Right? I mean, you could have gotten out in the backyard and done true. little baby arm circles. Right. <laughs> or not even. You know, yeah. you can lie down flat in the bed and do it, you know? Right. So, I mean, you show up for the workout to be challenged physically, to yeah. be pushed beyond where you can take yourself mm-hmm. physically, and you and you meet for the same reason, so that both the shepherd and the leaders of the of the flock can push you your faith beyond where you want to take it, Yeah. Uh, where you're capable of taking it on your own. Otherwise, you will not grow. You're going to sit back one day and realize you're in the lukewarm quarter. That's right. Yeah. That's right. I mean, I don't know if you're a Game of Thrones fan, but I was like watching the episode last night and... You know, the one female character, Sansa's gone through all these tough times, and one of the guys says to her, the, uh, the hound says, you know, I'm sorry all these things happened to you, little bird. And she says, well, I'm not, because if they wouldn't happen, I'd still be the little bird. And now she's, you know, high up there, there in the hierarchy of Game of Thrones, right? Uh-huh. Uh, which is fiction, but in fiction, there's, can be, there's a lot of... It's always true. There's a lot of lessons yeah. in there, but yeah. that lesson is simply that our adversity will make you tougher, right? Builds character. Yeah. And um, there's a lot of adversity in going to church. You know, you got to get there. Got to get your wife there. Get your kids all matched. Got to fight the traffic. Uh You know, and you go in here, sit down. And, of course, the guy you're sitting next to is the one guy you don't want to even see. (laughs) (laughs) I was hoping you wouldn't be here this week, John. (laughs) Why? Because I don't think you're a Christian. (laughs) (laughs) You know? That's that's exactly why you go, man. It's exactly why you go. Yeah. Uh, for those very reasons. So, anyway, Franklin. Yes, sir. That is the way I see it. You know, I, I used know it to. Uh, you know, I used to be in the army, right? I, I didn't know that. I used to carry a gun and all that stuff. And mm-hmm. uh, when I was a soldier, I was the kind of soldier who said, "Well, we're here to go to war." You know, right? So I think I truly was a soldier. Um, but I realize now that while I got soul, I ain't a soldier, man. No? Not anymore. Uh-huh. Well, okay. Something different. Yeah. You know, Frank. Yeah. You still got a face for race. <laughs> Dread. It's a podcast. It's a podcast. It's a podcast. I got soul, but I'm not a soldier. 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 Thanks for listening to 43 Feet, a leadership podcast. If you have questions about leadership, F3, or anything else, write us at questions at 43feetpodcast.com. Until next time, we'll be here in the unknown, the uncomfortable, the difficult, the 43 feet out front. I got soul, but I'm not a